Thanks for tuning in to the Embodied Astrology Podcast. I'm Renee Sills, consulting astrologer, somatic educator, and practitioner, and your host. At the beginning of each new zodiac season, I offer these audio horoscopes for your sun, rising, and moon signs. If you'd prefer to read rather than listen, you can find written transcripts in my virtual membership community. When you become a member, you'll also get access to my written seasonal overviews and an audio-video library of astrologically-themed embodiment practices and meditations. If you enjoy what you hear today and would like to support this work, please make sure to follow and subscribe and leave a great review. Your donations and memberships sustain these ongoing offerings. Follow the link in the show notes or go to embodiedastrology.com to make a one-time or recurring donation or to learn more about the different levels of Embodied Astrology membership. Hello Libra, welcome to Scorpio season. Scorpio, of course, is the sign that comes after yours. And in the symbolic language of astrology, the second place, um, the second to the first, you're the first in this reading, um, is about what you have. And what you have is so much. Um, the place of personal possession begins with your body, your attention, your time, your energy. It begins with all that you inherently possess. You possess your dignity. You possess your spirit. You possess many perspectives and strategies and skills for survival you have talents that you have cultivated throughout your life and probably a lot more that I'm not naming. There's so much that you inherently possess. Then there are the things that you own and that could include uh, a, a whole lot or maybe very little, but the material possessions um, that are uh, within your uh, access um, would come into this place as well. And what we have uh, in terms of our personal possession and material possessions often reflects our sense of values, um, what we value, what we want to cultivate in ourselves and um, attract or collect in our lives. And our values aren't disconnected from our sense of value inherently as a being. And how we value ourselves, uh, a sense of self-esteem, one might say, or self-worth, sometimes has something to do with what we inherently possess or the material possessions that we have or the values that we carry. Um, and as you probably know, sometimes it doesn't at all. Uh, Self-worth and self-esteem can be shaped by so many different factors. But the ways that we feel about ourselves, um, the, the value that we have for our own lives and uh, beingness, does 
often really influence how we relate with material possessions or possessiveness as an energy and also the values that we carry in the world and uh, how we invest in ourselves. Um, so this idea of uh, inherent possession, um, you know, when we tend to ourselves, when we take care of our body, hearts, and minds, when we um, nourish our desires for learning or for certain kinds of experiences and self-development, of course, we are building um, possession internally. So Scorpio is bringing a lot of focus uh, into these realms of your life. And this season is full of Scorpio. So we're not just working with the sun in Scorpio, but we have the messenger planet Mercury, um, the asteroid series, and also Mars in Scorpio. And at the end of Scorpio season, uh, the sun series and Mars will all be coming together for a rare triple conjunction. Um, and the sun and Mars meeting up um, in their conjunction only happens once every two years or so, and it certainly doesn't always happen in Scorpio. So this is a, um, a particular moment in astrology. And of course, astro is full of exceptional moments, and it's how we stay in business over here. Um, but there are always things going on and, and cycles beginning and ending. And so we are in a moment right now where there is some kind of new cycle starting for you in this place of possession. And the cycle that is, is wrapping up um, and is finishing is actually a cycle that is uh, related with your sign. And the meaning that I'm making out of this as I begin your reading is that there is a shifting in your focus as we move into Scorpio season um, that is bringing you into consciousness around uh, a kind of capacity and a desire to mobilize and use and be in relationship with energy and resource uh, in some different ways. And you're getting uh, charged right now. This part of your life is getting charged with energy. And as we move into Scorpio season, um, there is so much water. There's just an, an incredible weight um, in the water element. And in the collective field, we can really feel this as so much weight emotionally and psychologically. Um, the quality of time that we're living through in 2023 is a quality of time that is incredibly weighted. And it's weighted by history and it's weighted by unmetabolized, unprocessed um, traumas that have been accumulating and building residue for a really long time. And in our social spheres and in our environmental spheres and in all of the um, realms of human activity like commerce and um, industry and, you know, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, philosophy and thought, you know, it's it's the general consciousness of this time, I think, is very um, profoundly activated. And we might consider that the human consciousness uh, in and of itself is being charged right now to do something different with uh, its resources and with what it inherently possesses. And human beings possess so much. You know, we possess an entire spectrum 
uh, of possibility in terms of how we might act and react and what we might create and, of course, what we possess and how it is developed has everything to do with the environment and our relationships and what we are allowed to realize. And so as we move into Scorpio season, there's also an acute awareness for many people of the links between uh, what feels small and personal inside of their own lives and what feels much larger and global in a collective experience. And if you're like me, then uh, there might be significant questions about how do my small actions or how does what is happening in my life that seems... um, you know, like one cell in a body ripple out into a larger space. And I feel that this is very much a question that uh, many people are asking and that you might be asking. And my feeling is that Libra right now is really seeking to understand its own power and efficacy. And you have some important questions right now that have to do with what can you do? What can you do as an action, as a verb, but also as a way of being? How can you hold yourself and conduct yourself through the small choices of your everyday, um, including the ways that you care for your body, heart, spirit, soul, and mind, including how you tend to your family, to your environment, to your close and kin, and then also what you do, how you apply your labor and your energy and efforts and intentions. And what does this have to do with what you have? Because you want to mobilize something. You want to affect something. Now, not all Libras out there are thinking about changing the world or affecting something really big. Um, But I think at least if you're not thinking about that, you are feeling affected by the world right now. And you are feeling affected by um, a really remarkable and quite profound instability uh, climate-wise wars, right? Like um, whether or not you feel a degree of personal proximity to war at the moment, I imagine that your consciousness is affected and that because we're sensitive beings and our bodies are full of mirror neurons, um, there's a kind of resonant trauma that's very thick in collective consciousness right now. And so there may also be an orientation to what you have right now as a question of survival. Um, And this is so natural for all animal beings, right? To in a a moment of stress and survival to look towards, well, where's the safety? What do I have? What can I take hold of? And how effective is that going to be for the needs that I have? Um, whether that's to sustain yourself or whether that's to help everybody around you, uh, I don't know. It probably has to be somewhere in between because uh, one can't happen without the other. So as we enter into Scorpio season, we are in the middle of an eclipse window. There was an eclipse on October 14th, and that one was an important one for you. It was the beginning of a cycle of eclipses that will occur in your sign and your opposite sign, Aries over the next uh, year and a half or so. And then on October 28th, we have the final uh, eclipse in a series of eclipses that began in November of 2021. 
that are occurring in Taurus and Scorpio seasons. And so there's a full moon and lunar eclipse in Taurus on October 28th. Now, Taurus is an important sign for Libra. You, you share a correspondence with Venus, the planet Venus. And uh, this eclipse is really amplifying the uh, spaces in your chart that resonate with the questions around what do you have, what is yours, and what is yours to share or what is being shared with you. And the experience of, of having a personal possession um, is often uh, a fraught experience because how much do we own that's truly our own? Um, when it comes to money and any material possessions, uh, I don't know if we can ever really own anything, right? Money is a currency. It flows uh, to some extent uh, through the, the people. Uh, it certainly circulates and stagnates really profoundly around certain people and certain groups of people uh, where there's a lot of collection and hoarding. And then it, it's very scarce uh, for other folks and other groups of, fo of folk in uh, certain places. But it is a circulatory energy. And um, even I have never had the experience of being able to save a lot of money. But I imagine that if I did, I would still feel uncertain of how long I would have it. Right, because I think that there's something about the material possession psychology where no matter how much you have, there's always an awareness that you could lose it. Um, physical possessions beyond money are like that too. Food, you know, if you don't eat it, it will rot. So it's coming and going. There's this kind of uh, temporality to possession that is really part of possession psychology, right? Like, uh, I have it, but I might not always have it. I have it, but what if somebody takes it? I have it, but what happens if it's not valuable anymore? And so this can create a kind of psychological gripping uh, as well as a, a, a kind of neurotic focus, right? Like a hyper focus on possession uh, for some people. And for other people, this can uh, really facilitate an immense amount of generosity. There might be a feeling of, you know what, money comes, money goes. If I have it right now, why not share it? Wow, I have an abundance of food. It's going to rot <laughs> if I don't eat it. I, don't, I can't eat all this food. Let me give it away. You know, what would happen if the United States did that with the storehouses of grain that, that rot every year? Um, so... We live in a world that really, uh, you know, values and promotes hoarding um, in many ways. And I think our human bodies instinctually are generous. And so to live, um, well, let me take that back. I think our human bodies instinctually are both generous and possessive. And it really depends upon the environments and how we're trained. Uh, in, in terms of our life experiences and the elders that initiate us into life, um, it, it really depends like what energies are going to flourish uh, more. But we have both, right? Like there's capacity to be generous, there's capacity to be hoarding and possessive and uh, in a scarcity mindset or something like that. So this is a full moon that for Libra's it is really kicking up some 
some dirt in this area of the psyche. Uh, what do you have? What is actually yours? What does it mean if something is actually yours? What are you sharing? And that could include what do you receive from others as well as what do you give? Where are resources just fluid? It's nobody's. It's just, it's there. Um, and then what can you do with this? These are the questions that I feel coming in uh, for you in Scorpio season. As the full moon and lunar eclipse approaches, and by the time this horoscope comes out, it will be pretty close to that. So hopefully you get to hear it um, in time, but also afterwards, you can always reflect back. And I will say that astrology is not, um, you know, cut and dry around the solar seasons. There are cycles that are happening uh, that, that move into the past and future of one particular solar season. And so this eclipse, uh, it is a particular moment of activation and really like heightened polarization of, of energetics. And it is a time when um, there's kind of a remarkable quality of time around eclipses, I often find, where things just feel kind of surreal um, for a while in the weeks between them. I often feel like there's time bending qualities where uh, elements of the past and future are really present and swimming around. And then there are also often um, accumulations of momentum that break through at eclipses. And so this eclipse, as I mentioned before, is the last in a series that began in November of 2021. And this eclipse is really highlighting for you the place of shared resource. And where there is any kind of shared resource, I'm just going to say there are going to be trust issues as well as potentials for intimacy, as well as potentials for abuse and entanglement. There are deep vulnerabilities um, where there's shared resources and there are often experiences um, that are somehow related to death uh, in that many of us inherit resources and whether or not uh, you know someone is literally dying, the feeling of having something and being worried about losing it or having something and losing it, especially if um, you know it's a significant kind of important resource, can affect somebody in a, in a way that's similar to death. So there can be a really profound shock to the system, let's say, if, um, you know, people like lose their savings. Um, my, my grandparents were really affected in the Great Depression. They lost all of their money. Um, they didn't have a lot to begin with, and then it was all gone. And that left such a deep psychic impression in them. Um, and from that point forward, you know, they, they saved just everything. No, nothing could ever, um, you know, get spent. And there was a real uh, fear of, of losing something again. So this is a full moon that, you know, could be really bringing up a lot of content around these these very emotional, deeply psychological, and I'm going to say very intimate spaces of possession. And what's happening around this eclipse is feeding into a larger cycle that 
takes us until the end of next April. So whether or not you hear this for the eclipse or not, it doesn't matter in some ways because what is getting illuminated right now is pushing um, a big movement that in the end of next April uh, will kind of blossom in some, in some particular way. Embodied astrology has so much going on, and podcasts and horoscopes are just the surface. We also offer a variety of transformative, exploratory workshops with a range of brilliant and diverse teachers who weave together integration and synthesis of astrology with arts, activism, healing, and more. We host a monthly conversation and astrology tea time sharing space, chart reading support groups, and have several study groups where members practice applying astrology towards specific areas in their lived experience, such as chronic illness or parenting. Our membership offerings are all sliding scale, and we offer additional scholarships for those who need them. Keep in touch by signing up for the Embodied Astrology newsletter, following and subscribing to the podcast on your favorite listening platforms, and following us on Instagram at Embodied Astrology. Your donations and memberships sustain this work, and we are so grateful for your support. Find more information about our membership options or support the continuation of this work with a one-time or recurring donation from the link in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy my reading style and want to dive deeper into an embodied experience with astrology, join me every Monday on Zoom for Somatic Space a weekly class where we work with current astrological seasons, planetary transits, and lunar cycles through embodiment practices, guided visualization, and meditation. Every session includes an astrology overview and tips for observing your own chart placements in the week ahead, and the practices I offer are designed to give you body-based mindfulness support right on time with what's current in the energetic weather patterns. These classes are available by recording if you can't attend live, and if you sign up for a sliding scale somatic space membership, you'll also get access to my ongoing virtual conversation Q&A and resource sharing space. Follow the link in the show notes or head to embodiedastrology.com to learn more. All right, so that first part of the horoscope may or may not have produced some anxiety in your body. I know that when someone is like reading the future or something for me and they're like resources, you know, oh my gosh, there's going to be, you know, something that's going on there. Uh, it's such a physiological, such a primal response. I don't know for you, but I imagine for many, many people that when resources are even mentioned, there's kind of like an internal clenching and like a, oh no, is it going to be okay? So um, I would love to invite you to participate with Embodied Astrology this season. Um, we have, as always, uh, offerings that are really timed with astrology. And so um, I think in many ways, these could be very supportive for many people. And on the lunar eclipse full moon on October 28th, Sherry Taylor, who is one of our brilliant facilitators, is going to be holding uh, the third of four sessions that she's guiding over 2023, investigating Saturn and Pisces. Saturn is in Pisces from 2023 until 2026. And I'm going to be talking about Saturn and Pisces for you. I already have a little bit, um, but I'll talk a little bit more in a minute. Um, and 
in this workshop, which is a standalone workshop, so you don't need to have attended the first two, she's going to be bringing us into a process of eulogy work and eulogy practice. Sherry is a death doula and a clinical psychologist. She's also a scholar of myth and symbolism and an amazing astrologer. So we are in really good hands uh, to go on this journey with her. And she's going to be inviting us into a process of deep release and really being with the aspects of our spirits and psychologies that resonate with the knowing that everything that we have will someday not be ours, including our personal possession of our bodies and breath and presence. Um, we are gifted these bodies for a temporary amount of time. And all of all of the, you know, self-concept of this is me, this is what I do, this is what I am, um, is fleeting, it's temporary. And so practicing intimacy with death um, really does not have to be a tragic experience. It can be so liberating, so uh, life-supporting and energizing. And also, this workshop is coming at a time when there is so much death uh, in consciousness and I think a lot of need to grieve and a lot of need for ritual and ceremony and not just moving on to the next headline or trying to figure out how to keep going to work while um, there's just immense devastation and suffering and it really doesn't make sense to keep on keeping on, yet we do. Um, we need ritual. We need practice spaces where we can come together and really be with um, what is being asked of us on a spiritual level. So Sherry's going to be holding space on the 28th, and then the weekend after, on November 4th, she's holding space to feel into, well, what happens next? And after we've released, and there's this emptiness or this space of chaos, uh, how do we access the creative unknown? And there's a feeling here of, um, you know, a blindfold tour of an unknown landscape and really building uh, psychic sensitivity and, and sensitivity to creative symbolism to guide us through these times. Whether or not you come to Sherry's workshops, and the recordings will be available if you can't attend live, but whether or not you come, let those themes inspire something for you um, around these weeks, because as we transition from October into November, um, there's a rapid fire process that starts to occur uh, basically from the beginning of November um, until the end of Scorpio season. But the first two weeks of November, there are really quick uh, synapses happening and a synapse is information traveling through neurons. It's like how your nervous system sends information and there's a stimulus and then there's a response. So from the beginning of November uh, through the first two weeks in your chart, um, what it feels like to me is that you are having a very deep internal process you are probably feeling a lot that I'm going to say I think is hard to put words to. And in what you are feeling, what I feel in my body is devotion. Um, that's what's distilling for me. Now, 
that's my body, that's my perspective. I think some Libras out there might be feeling fear and might be feeling um, a, a deep sense of possessive attachment and fear of loss. Um, and when I say possessive attachment, there's not negativity or judgment there, by the way. Um, possessive attachment is natural in our biological organisms. There's possessive attachment to our families, right, and our bodies and our land. And so there might be a very palpable sense of fear. However, if you can tune into that fear, if that's what's coming up for you, and really work with the substance of fear, which ultimately is fear of loss, and do the work that Sherry's going to do with us, which is to help us be intimate with the reality, the inevitable reality that there will be loss. It is unavoidable. People, everyone will die, right? Like the phenomenal world as we know it is changing all the time. This is not the same world as it was a year ago. Nevertheless, you know, when you were a little kid, whenever that was, and there, there is the need to be intimate with the unknown. And if you can access that, then I'm going to just suggest that on the other side of that fear is an immense amount of love. And it is absolute compassion uh, for the suffering that is being experienced across so many realms of life. And there's devotion. There's some kind of calling. There's some kind of feeling of service. And so this is where I'm coming back to what can you do and what can you affect? And this is very much Saturn's transit through Pisces for Libra. Um, again, 2023 through 2026. But over the course of the next six months until the end of next April, there's something really important going on in that place for you that has to do with how can you work with what is shared shared resource, shared energy in order to affect something greater than yourself. And Scorpio season is asking you to meditate on what is yours to mobilize resource-wise, uh, experience-wise, capacity-wise, and where do you need other people to help you? And where where do you need to be, um, I'm going to say, protecting your resources and having clear boundaries around what you can and cannot give. And there is a very real need for you to be realistic about your capacities right now, because if you try to give more than you have to give, uh, not only will you not be able to give it, but you certainly run the risk of burning yourself out, becoming resentful, uh, feeling like your efforts are in vain, and then stopping. And that's not what we want. We want you to be sustainable and effective in whatever it is that you're doing. So the first two weeks of November, there's this rapid fire process happening between how you're feeling affected and kind of what's happening for you in a very deep internal way, but also in response to what's happening around you and how you're orienting towards what you have and your resource and capacity. And you want to do something and as we get to the new moon on November 13th and then into the week that follows the new moon that leads to that triple conjunction I was talking about, there's a lot of emphasis on what are you going to do. And there's a feeling of really being um, wanting and ready and able to move into action. And as I mentioned, there's a two-year and some change cycle starting here. 
it's not separate from the cycle that's taking us to next April. Astrology is so complicated, isn't it? I love it. Um, so this two, there's a two-year cycle starting now that is very deeply asking you to uh, use your power and to really get in touch with, with possessing your power. And possession of your personal power really requires maturity and integration. It requires capacity to work with the less than pleasant energies that run through every single person. That includes anger. It includes aggression. It includes uh, hostility. It includes fear. Um, it requires you to work very deeply with your desire body and what drives you and kind of like your primal instincts towards possession. That's deep stuff and working with that stuff and clarifying that stuff brings you into a space of personal power and it it allows you to mobilize what you have both innately and materially much more effectively than if you don't work with it if you don't work with those kind of uh you know deep primal drives and then you're trying to work with resource um well we see what happens in the world so uh, uh, on November 18th and 19th, you can also join me if this sounds resonant for you. I'm going to be offering a two-day weekend workshop. It's 9 to 12 Pacific time, Saturday and Sunday, where we're going to be really investigating Mars. And everything that I just said, aggression, assertion, hostility, vengeance, desire, drive, will force, and how do we work with these energies effectively, skillfully, brilliantly, and in ways that really serve and support relationship and, uh, and, and shared power, and also regenerative power on earth, creative power, healing power. Um, so you can find more information about all EA-related events on the website. You can also join me every Monday from 8 to 9.30 a.m. Pacific. I offer a drop-in space on Zoom where we feel into the week ahead astrology through our bodies. We do um, exploratory and gentle adaptive movement practices, guided meditations and visualizations. And these practices are always timed for current astrology. And so I just gave an overview of an entire season and 30 days. Um, but every week there are particular resonances that I'm going to be working with and offering somatic uh, entry points to process these energies because they're big energies and we feel ways you know and um yeah my practice is to is to do somatic alignment with them um so libra as i mentioned there are cycles that are taking you until the end of next april uh through january of 2026 um with these longer cycles and this is a period of time that is full of potential for you to access, mobilize, and integrate around power in some ways that I think you have been feeling the need to do for a really long time. You are ready for it, and this is important. So I hope that any or all of this is helpful for you, and I'm wishing you all the best in Scorpio season and beyond. Bye for now.
Thanks so much for listening to your Embodied Astrology reading for the season ahead. I hope you enjoyed it and will find it supportive. For more information on upcoming astrology, make sure to check out my seasonal overview, included in all Embodied Astrology memberships and the monthly newsletter. You might also be interested in my 2023 Year Ahead readings. Those readings give a big picture of the main themes, opportunities, and challenges in 2023 specific for your sun rising and moon signs. My Year Ahead readings are now discounted by 75% as we get to the end of the year, but there is still a lot of information in them. Find more information in the show notes or in the horoscope section at embodiedastrology.com. This work would not exist without a team. Ashgood is our website manager. Alicia Mauji is our community coordinator. Ariana Sears-Putowski prepares and edits transcripts of these readings. Gabs404 is our visual creative director. Joe Stewart is the office coordinator. And Vera Lumi composed and created the music. Thank you for listening. I'm wishing you all the best in the season ahead.